So here's the thing. I've had the Monday updates in the past. And that was just something I was trying out. It was pretty cool. Uh, I would talk about the last four episodes that you got to listen the week before. And at that time I was putting four episodes per week. Four, actually five episodes per week. In which four of them were interviews with my guests. Amazing, amazing interviews. And I think I was just rushing through all of these amazing content, amazing interviews. And and, it, and I was like, all right, well, I ran through 40 episodes pretty quickly. 40 interviews pretty quickly. So I have been doing these recordings time to time, especially when I'm driving back on those commute um long drives i just um, turn the microphone on and i start talking and what's funny is that that's exactly how the podcast started and i was like you know i haven't been able to do those episodes because there's just so many things going on so i figured that you know there has to be a specific need there has to be a specific way that i can actually get this information out i mean i've I've got a whole bunch of recordings and these are cool insights that of course gone through and i asked the community a couple of days ago on the hacks and hobbies page on facebook and i was like hey guys what do you think of this i am uh looking to create or figure out just any day that I can share my thoughts on the podcast. And the idea came from when I listened to my good friend Heather Paraday, and she has Fidget Fridays, where she basically talks about whatever's on her mind and whatever she's going through. And um, it was, it inspired me to figure out, hey, I need to have something like this as well on the Hex and Hobbies podcast because after all these conversations that we're doing with our guests, it's just so powerful and I need to have a way to talk about what we actually talked about or just relate to the fact that, you know, this conversation happened and I was like, you know, when... There, there, there has to be a terminology that I can use to actually talk about talk about this, these things. So I asked on the Hacks and Hobbies page, and I was like, "Hey guys, I am constantly talking about myself, um, how to get better at conversation." started about the podcast and get thoughts out and over to you guys and get them validated and too many times I'm just afraid to get the paper words on the paper so I asked you know uh, what should I call my thoughts on the happenings around me and specifically what what I'll be sharing in the podcast outside of the interviews episodes Um, and a whole lot of you took the time to actually jump in 
and say what I should be talking about. And um, uh, some words were thrown out, you know, some consideration, rumination, deliberation, contemplation, ideation, brain work. And I was like, you know, those are really cool, but I want to use the words with the name of the day. So like deliberate Tuesdays or brain work Wednesdays or on today's ideation Monday. And somebody was like, how about thinker Thursdays or Thursdays thinkers? Those are pretty good too, but I already publish the episodes on Thursdays. Every Thursday is when the interview is going out and I just want to keep it that way because Thursdays are the days that I record the interview so it kind of coincides with daily happenings, you know. We did talk about something like that. So I was like, well, and then my another good friend said, you know, what about fire, fireside chats? Um, it almost reminds her of the fireside chats with a past president. And then she also said that she likes the ideation Monday, which I had mentioned. But I kept thinking, you know, it's it needs to it needs to sound something like Clark Kent or um I can't remember remember any any other oh yeah, Peter Parker names like first name, last name start with the same letter. So something like that. So like so I kept thinking and kept thinking and I just let my mind sink in and figure out you know, come up with an answer. Not that I've gotten some feedback from friends. Um and I figured, hey, what about meditation Mondays? And I was like, all right, let me look a little bit deeper into meditation because meditation might not be the same thing as what I'm talking about because these thoughts are not meditation. So I'm like, all right, let's let's ask Dr. Google and Dr. Wikipedia what they think about meditation. So meditation is simply a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally and achieve a mentally clear and emotional calm and stable state. I was like, all right, so that's the first paragraph, almost the first paragraph on Wikipedia. Then I ran into this article on medicalnewstoday.com, and they said, you know, there's actually seven types of meditations. And these seven types are loving kindness meditation, a body scan or progressive relaxation, mind mindfulness meditation, breathe awareness meditation, the Kundalini Yoga, Zen meditation, and transcendental meditation. Now I can go into the details and, and read what these are. So just, just tell if you want to skip you can skip fifteen seconds ahead. Um, so the first one is loving kindness meditation. So I basically went in and like, all right, let me read about these meditations. What 
are they really about? Because we all kind of know what meditation is, but doing some good research always gives you that clarity that, oh, that's what it is. So let's let's jump in. All right. So the first one is loving kindness meditation. It is also known as meta meditation. Meta meta meditation. Its goal is to cultivate an attitude of love and kindness toward everything, even the person's enemies and sources of stress. While breathing deeply, practitioners open their minds to receive loving kindness. They then send messages of love kindness, loving kindness to the world, to specific people, and to their loved ones. In most forms of this meditation, the key is to repeat the message many times until the practitioner, practitioner feels an attitude of loving kindness. Now, loving-kindness meditation is designed to promote feelings of compassion and love for both others and oneself. you got to have compassion for yourself because if you don't, it's very hard to have compassion for others. All right. That was just a little tidbit I added. So it can help those affected by anger, frustration, resentment, interpersonal conflict. This type of meditation may increase positive emotions and has been linked to reduced depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. Wow, so that's pretty powerful. Sending out love and repeating tiny messages or repeat the message many times, you know. Something that reminded me, reminds me of, of this is um there was a there's a story where this man was he was praying and he kept saying you know ya allah ya allah you know oh god oh god and because god answers you he ended up saying i am god i am god meaning god was speaking through this person that, hey, I hear you, and I am here and listening. So I was like, wow, that's pretty. And this kind of talks about the same thing because now you're creating that mental connection with the person that you have ill feelings or um, you're stressed about them or, or whatever you might have, frustration, resentment, etc. All right, let's move on to the next one. Body scan or progressive relaxation. Hmm. Progressive relaxation, sometimes called a body scan meditation, is a meditation that encourages people to scan their bodies of areas for areas of tension. The goal is to notice notice tension and to allow it to release. You know, I would love to notice the tension in my neck and shoulders and ask them to leave because I've I've been in so much pain all day today and past few days. It's really crazy. All right. So during a progressive relaxation session, practitioners start practitioners start at one end of their body, usually their feet, and work through the whole. 
Some forms of progressive relaxation require people to tense and then relax muscles. Hmm. Others encourage a person to visualize a wave drifting over their body to release tension. Hmm. That sounds very relaxing. Like literal wave crashing over your body? Oh, yeah. Progressive relaxation can help to promote generalized feelings of calmness and relaxation. It may also it may also help with chronic pain because it slowly and steadily releases the body. Some people use this form of meditation to help them sleep. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've I've, I've heard of this. I've seen this happening, you know, when you are going in a meditative state to be hypnotized the hypnotist will ask you to start relaxing different parts of your body your eyelids are heavy and they're drooping and they're falling over your eyes and you start thinking about it and your your eyes automatically close that's pretty interesting cool all right let's let's see number three Mindfulness meditation. Now, I really like this one just because of the Peter Parker, Clark Kent kind of uh, vibe in it. Mindfulness meditation. So I was like, oh, the triple M. Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Monday or Monday's Mindfulness Meditation. In today's mindfulness meditation, that has to be better. In today's Monday meditation of mindfulness, I don't know. We got we got to figure this out. All right. So something like that, and then jump into my thought process and whatever I'm thinking, and share with you guys because you you got to change it up. The patterns of what's happening and how you're sharing information with your audience, with your friends, with your colleagues, with your hobbyist friends, and and, uh, humble, my humble audience. So mindfulness meditation, let's go a little bit deep into what this is. Mindfulness is a form of meditation that urges practitioners to remain aware and present present in the moment. Mindfulness is a form of meditation that urges practitioners to remain aware and present in the moment. Rather than dwelling on the past or dreading the future, mindfulness encourages awareness of a person's existing surroundings. Crucial to this is a lack of judgment, so rather So that's crucial, lack of judgment. Crucial to this is a lack of judgment. So rather than reflecting on the annoyance of a long wait, a practitioner will will simply note the wait without judgment. Hmm, I could have used this last week. (laughs) Mindfulness meditation is something people can do almost anywhere. While waiting in line at the grocery store, for example, Oh my god, that is so boring to read. I was literally yawning back there. 
A person might calmly notice their surroundings, including the sights, sounds, and smells they experience. A form of mindfulness is involved in most kinds of meditation. Breathe awareness, breath awareness encourages practitioners to be aware of their breathing, while progressive relaxation draws attention to areas of tension in the body. Right? So, mindfulness is involved in both of those situations because you have to like, think in your head what you're supposed to be thinking in your head about. Because mindfulness is a theme common in many forms of meditation, it has been extensively studied. Wow, I love it. Research has found that mindfulness can reduce fixation on negative emotions, improve focus, improve memory, lessen impulsive emotional reactions, improve relationship satisfaction. Whoa. I am absolutely, like, first of all, I, I just fell in love with the name Mindfulness Meditation. Like, why not? But now when you look at the research that have found, they found, I mean, they did research on this so extensively because the mind is is a control. I mean, it's, it's the action maker, right? Or is the heart the action maker? Anyhow, it improves it improves your focus and memory and you probably remember but i have a really bad memory and i lack a lot of focus so <sighs> man i am i am either tired or just sleepy yeah it's either either one of them but this stuff is just blow my mind up but my body is super tired um some evidence suggests suggests mindfulness may improve health for example a study of african-american men with chronic kidney disease found that mindfulness meditation could lower blood pressure wow all right that's that was awesome okay i keep looking at the time and it says 118. I'm like, what? I haven't spoken for one minute and 18 seconds. Uh, it's actually 18 minutes and 30 seconds. So I've been talking about this thing for about 18 minutes. And I really appreciate you guys sticking around <laughs> so we can figure out the name for this types of episodes. You know, it is so important to have any type of meditation in your life because it absolutely brings result, results. All right, number four is breathe awareness meditation. And if you own an Apple Watch, you are probably reminded throughout the day to do your breathe exercises. And I think... Breathe Awareness Meditation, or BAM, <laughs> has to be related with what we're about to just discover. Or maybe you already know. Breathe, breath awareness. I keep saying breathe, but it's breath. I mean, you can you can pronounce it either way. English is a funny language. Breath awareness is a type of mindful meditation that encourages 
mindful breathing. There you go, mindful again. So BAM encourages mindful breathing. Um, practitioners breathe slowly and deeply, counting their breaths, counting their breathes, no, counting their breaths or otherwise focusing on their breaths. The goal is to focus only on breathing and to ignore other thoughts that enter the mind. As a form of mindfulness meditation, breath awareness offers many of the same benefits as mindfulness. These include reduced anxiety, reduced anxiety improved concentration, and greater emotional flexibility. You know, I didn't pay attention to the to the word arrangement, but breath awareness meditation or BAM. Welcome to a BAM Monday where we will focus on our breaths and breathe. Man, that, that word just drives me crazy. Breath and breathing. Why can't it why can't it be like breathing or something? Anyways. Number five is Kundalini Kundalini Yoga. So I'm guessing this is like literal yoga. Is a physical active form of meditation that blends movements with deep breathing and mantras. People usually learn from a teacher or do a class. However, someone can learn the poses and mantras at home. I did not know that there were mantras involved in yoga. Yeah, I didn't know it. I, I didn't know it at all. I, I, I've done the yoga, a couple of yoga classes and, and done the poses, but there was no mantras. Maybe that was just, you know, modernized version. All right, similar, similarly to other forms of yoga. Okay, so there are other forms of yoga. Kundalini yoga can improve physical strength and reduce pain. It may also improve mental health by reducing anxiety and depression. There's those words again, anxiety and depression. You know, these are like the diseases of the brain because, because they cause so much damage in your brain. It's almost like remembering the movie Inside Out and she's feeling so much depression and anxiety that her her you know her palaces start start crashing and, and crumbling because that's the literal destruction of your brain happening all right back to the article so a 2008 study of veterans with chronic low back pain for instance found that yoga reduced pain increased energy and improved overall mental health Wow. All right. I need to go do some Kundalini yoga so I can increase some, reduce some pain in my back and my neck and shoulders and um, improve my overall mental health. Number six is Zen meditation. Sometimes called Zazen is a form of meditation that can be part of Buddhist practice. Many Zen practitioners study under a teacher because this kind of meditation involves specific steps and postures. The goal is to find a comfortable position, focus on breathing, and mindfully observe one's thoughts without judgment. Again, 
This form of meditation is similar to mindfulness meditation, but requires more discipline and practice. People may prefer it if they are seeking both relaxation and a new spiritual path. So guys, check it out. Zen meditation can help you find a new spiritual path. That's pretty awesome. I mean, really, really, really awesome. Because we all need to be able to relax and focus on the path that we're on. Last one, but not least, is transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation is a spiritual form of meditation where practitioners remain seated and breathe slowly. The goal is to transcend or rise above the person's current state of being. During a meditation session, practitioner fo practitioners focus on a mantra or repeated word or series of words. A teacher determines the mantra based on complex set of factors, sometimes including the year the practitioner was born and the year the teacher was trained. An alternative allows people to choose their own mantra. This more contemporary version, version is not technically transcendental meditation, though it may look substantially similar. A practitioner might decide to repeat, I am not afraid of public speaking. I am not afraid of public speaking while meditating. People who practice transcendental meditation report both spiritual experiences and heightened mindfulness. Wow. All right. So those are the seven different types of t meditations that are listed on this site. And there's a lot of truth and a lot of uh, clarity to what they bring to your mind. So how long does it take to work? The various meditative disciplines encourage you to focus on heightened awareness, slower breathing, and increased acceptance. Meditation is a not is not a results-focused undertaking. Indeed, fixating too much on the results can provoke anxiety that undermines the benefits of meditation. However, most research shows that meditation can work very quickly. Studies of meditation typically follow practitioners for weeks or months, not years. Many meditation practitioners report an immediate improvement following a meditation session. During meditation, it is common to feel less stressed, more accepting, and at greater peace. Over time and with practice, these sensations may continue outside of med meditation sessions. So there's, they're asking, the last question is, how often should you be meditating? Well, there is no right answer to this question. One argument is that many meditation, any medication is better than no meditation. So if a person is only able to meditate once a week, this should not be a barrier to trying out therapy. Trying out the therapy. A person can consider starting with a few sessions per week, working up to one session per day. Meditating around the same exact... Med meditating around the same time each day can make meditation a habit that is easy to incorporate into daily life. 
If meditation is helpful, it may be beneficial to increase the frequency to twice or more per day or to use it to reduce stress whenever needed. Now, those are really, really important points because, you know, I had jumped into releasing an episode every single day. Monday updates and then the interview that I had previously done and that was madness because that was 500% more updates than the updates that were going out. So, and it's, it's super hard to build a habit like that. So I figured following this methodology of having at least once a peak, once a week, once a week meditation session, um, getting that talk out and getting these thoughts out to the world. Because again, it's it's really hard when you don't get your thoughts thoughts out of your head. You know that's why they say that you should be writing a journal every day, writing down what's in your head getting it out of your head so then your head is not storing these toxic things. Talking about toxic things in your head, it is absolutely true that your brain will keep toxins in your head throughout the day because of the different emotions that we feel, different things that we experience, your mind is actually creating these electrical connections between the different parts of your brain. So yes, there are toxins, there's there's oxidation happening in your head on a daily basis. And did you know, and this is something brand new that I've heard, and I, I've been wanting to share with my friends, and I even asked a question on the Hacks and Hobbies page, did you know that our brains get a brainwash. We get a brainwash every single day. And I and I was like, wow, that is insane. So where did I hear this about? Well, Ron Burgundy or the the Ron Burgundy podcast, they brought in a uh, a brain scientist to talk about the brain and he mentioned that Every single night, our brain compresses down or it shrinks down to 65% of its size. And it expels all these toxins on the outer side of the brain. Then there's fluid that flows up through your spinal cord into your brain and flushes out the toxins it flushes out the toxins so that's the information that he shared on the podcast and I was like holy smokes that's crazy now when I mentioned this to my wife she's like oh that's why the kids are having accidents every night well they don't have accidents every night but you know you know and I was like Oh my God, that's why we have to get like kind of get up in the middle of the night and go use the restroom like every or when you go get up in the morning, you have to like run to the restroom because you had a brainwash. 
<laughs> you had a brainwash, like literal brainwash, and the toxins are now sitting in your bladder. Well, of, of, of course, that's where that toxins will go. They're not just going to hang around. And I kept thinking about it. I was like, okay, so where do these toxins go? And I just kept thinking to myself till my wife pointed it out. And I was like, oh, that's right. And and when you go for a massage, an hour-long massage, or however-long massage, they'll, they'll tell you, okay, drink plenty of fluids because there's going to be toxins that were released during this massage session that need to rush out of your body they need to be flooded out of your body and the only way to do that is to drink tons and tons and tons of water to flush out the toxins and that's when you have to go use the restroom and i was like oh my god it's like a light bulb moment like popped in my head brainwash have to use the restroom in the middle of the night because we gotta brainwash anyways so i just i just couldn't wait to share that with you guys um something new that i learned so i think this is going to be cool we'll have these mindfulness uh meditation mondays or um yeah let's call it meditation meditation monday with mindfulness mindful or we can even call it the mindless Mondays, you know, because your mind is going crazy. Mindless Mondays. Mindless Mondays. No, meditation Mondays. Mindless. <laughs> mindless sounds so cool, right? The M&M Mondays. The M&M. Welcome to the M&M episode. Huh? M&M? The rapper? No, no, no. The Mindless Mondays, the Meditation Mondays, yo, where we break down our thoughts into I don't know, I forgot. Um, so we can increase the awareness, we can um, encourage awareness and our existing surroundings. Talking about my existing surroundings, I really need to update my surroundings. There's so much stuff around here. I'm af I'm like half the time I'm afraid to come in this room because I'll look around. And I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. Oh, I haven't, I haven't done that. Oh, I haven't done that. I need help. Can somebody come and help me organize my office? Um, it is a mess. All right, that's uh, that's it for this Mindfulness Meditation Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune back on Thursday where you will get to hear me talk with another amazing guest. Who is it going to be? Well, it's a roll of a dice. I've got a few episodes lined up for you guys for Thursdays. And this is going to be a really exciting one. I'm talking with my good friend. Who is it? Who is it? Um, episode 90. I'm talking to Matthew, Matthew Gagnon. How to function at a higher capacity by working on yourself with perseverance. 
this was an awesome episode, and we got to talk about a lot of amazing things. Well, tune in on Thursday, and you'll get to hear me speak with Matt Gagnon. Have an awesome Mindfulness Monday. Till the next one.